0: Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, identity-based micro-segmentation, part two of my interview with Elicity. What's the new approach here? Because and, and Dan you and i have talked actually um, quite a bit about the impacts of network security on ot networks sure. um but before we go down that rat hole let's let's help people understand what other options do i have and this is where I was impressed with your guys' approach which which you guys called identity network security right or identity
1: based micro segmentation least privileged access architectures yeah.
0: didn't that's a big word. You guys got to shrink down <laughs> I like saying <What's>, it. <laughs> what's the acronym for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't thought of an acronym. We should get one. Yeah. yeah. yeah you you got to have a good acronym for that one Identity Based
1: IBMS. Identity Based IBMS and IBMS. Lateral, lateral security. Yeah. Something like privilege Yeah.
0: Well, it was cool when you guys explained it to me. So, let's start at the basics we, because hey th- this is pretty deep yeah. stuff right so what's your what's your biggest dif- differentiator what's your different approach um, to network security
1: yeah I mean it's it's all about well it's a couple of things right there, there's there's how it's delivered how it's distributed around across the network and how this can be done efficiently effectively and provide rapid time to value that's what we've been focused on it's making this as simple but effective as possible and intuitive so that really anybody in any segment of the of the of the environment or in segment of the industry can leverage this technology. So whether you're in the OT space, you're in the IoT space, the medical space, with IOMT devices. It doesn't matter to, to us. These are all just important assets to the organization we need to secure. Uh, but I think we've been talking a lot about micro segmentation. We keep using this term, so maybe we should talk about what really what that means to to Elicity, and then that will help frame uh, how, we've, how we've approached the, the, the problem.
0: So w- what is micro-segmentation from your guys' perspective? Because I think I know what it means, but you guys blew that away with you know VLANs and, and firewalls. It's too complex to set up. So what do you guys mean by micro-segmentation? Yeah,
1: that's a great question because micro-segmentation uh, can mean a, a lot of different things to, to different people, the same way that word zero trust can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. But I mean, micro-segmentation, for example, in the data center might mean the ability to separate uh, layers of applications or workloads from each other, and it's something completely different in the OT space and something different in the IoT space. Uh, but um, micro-segmentation to Elicity is the capability to completely isolate any type of user device or application, no matter what type of network it's on, where it's placed in the network, whether it's managed or unmanaged, to, to us, it's the complete flexibility to isolate one asset from another without restrictions imposed by network architecture or network constructs like VLANs or VRFs, which are super rigid uh, uh, things that are that, that we get stuck on. Um, so then the question that you're probably gonna ask next, well, next is how does Elicity set it up? How, how do we handle it, right? And that's a big part of the challenge that we've been solving for uh, historically, microsegmentation, no matter what platform you were trying to deploy it on or configure it on, required a lot of networking knowledge, tons of planning, most of the time, yeah, hardware yeah. replacement or on-prem appliance instantiation. And, and this is stalling the time to value for customers. Like they need a solution now, not six months from now when you get it up and running. Uh, it, it, it Usually... It takes months to years to get any value out of the traditional or a lot of the, the solutions that are out there that, that, that are being advertised to pro- provide this functionality. And that doesn't fly. Um has found great success by shifting to a cloud-native and cloud-delivered micro segmentation platform. Um, and you've probably heard this before, right? SDN s- solutions like like Meraki.
0: Yeah, yeah. SDN yeah, like, solutions. like Meraki
1: or Riptela. Yeah. I'm originally from Viptela. Dan worked with Viptela and Cisco sd for a long time. We understand how powerful this cloud delivered software defined networking solution is for the, anything. For, for security in this case, it just scales really well. It's easy to manage, distributed dynamically. Um, and so our our entire control management and policy plane is fully cloud delivered. And the elicity component that ties to your on-prem network is 100% software, and it's a lightweight software. So we've made this incredibly easy to deploy and configure. There's nothing you have to really change on-prem. It, it rides on top of your existing infrastructure. There's no hardware to change to replace and it makes it easy to, to get up and running and you can write your policy and apply it within a week.
0: So th- this sounds a lot to me because I work in the container ecosystem quite a bit. So, and I already know the answer, <laughs> but I know my, my, ga- my listeners are gonna think, Oh, you guys created something like Calico, an overlay network. Kind of, but it's not of. that. Go
2: Similar, ahead, Dan. yeah.
0: Go
1: ahead, Dan.
2: Well, yeah. I was I was gonna, in the sense of we we delivered in sense that it's a, you call it a microservice. Um, and, and to, to, to tap onto it, since we're going to talk a little OT today, is everything Dana just described is also on prem? Is that we started in the cloud, uh, but knowing that you know a lot of the listeners going to be in the OT area everything we actually had a few customers that said hey we love what you're doing but we need that behind l3.5 we need that behind the dmz we need to be able to cut off all access and we, we've delivered that too, uh, as well and so everything uh, dana mentioned is completely accurate uh, in addition to the fact on-prem or cloud we, we could both have both offerings yeah good point uh, but from a from a function perspective, yeah, containerization is there. Uh, you could uh, The easiest representation is a microservice in the sense of horizontally scalable. So you start small, you add 10,000 things to the net, the network, and we just scale with you, and whether that be on-prem or in the cloud.
0: Yeah. But but uh, the difference between what you guys do and what I've seen with overlay yeah. networks, overlay networks are still dealing That's with the right. data plane. That's yeah. right, Yes. You guys don't. You guys only deal and with the, the pol- controls. I'd like
1: to say the policy plane as well. I love that you brought this up because it's a massive differentiator and something we're really proud about that we're, we're able to apply the same level of granularity when it comes to network security without touching a single one of your packets. And we, we're, we're injected in the network in that we can see the metadata of identity of all the flows in the network. And then that information is sent up to our cloud engine, which can then figure out what policy needs to be applied and push, it, push that policy down to the edge of your network without actually touching your packet. We use your existing infrastructure, whether that's Catalyst 9000 series switches or Catalyst 3850 series switches and another host of vendors that we're bringing to the market now that we're going to support. We're using that native functionality uh, on that switch so we don't have to inject our software in, 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 in line.
0: So to me, because you're at the control plane and you're not dealing, so you're basically telling dynamically the network what to do based off of the identities that you find on the network when people have registered on this device or on this application running on this device, and I can specify who else I can talk to all based off of attributes of and that, identity that's is that absolutely
1: correct yeah. Bef- and before we talk about the identity piece of this I had one more thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to simplifying and obfuscating complexity for the end user because we, our, our number one goal is rapid time to value so it's not just about the deployment of the solution yeah we've made it so simple that you can deploy this and get it running within a week to two weeks but it's the ongoing management and operations of this platform that you also need to be concerned about so by abstracting and obfuscating the complexity, day two. So exactly, day two, by, by obfuscating, yeah. abstracting the complexity and keeping it intuitive from the perspective of the end user, uh, and 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 making this distribution of policy completely automated across your entire network, there's little friction here long term. It's super simple to manage long term as well.
2: Yeah, to, to tack on to that, if I'm. If I'm a plan operator, if I'm a, if I'm an X operator, I'm doing something, and I'm maybe I have a little bit of network background because I need it to be uh, useful, but I'm not a I'm not an IE. I'm, I might not have been an NA, you know, from that perspective we we've built this solution so that you can look at our policy engine and say hey this needs to talk to that and you can interpret and completely understand what's happening you don't need to know what vlans are Verfs i could flip your original question and say what aren't we we're not a a switch management tool in the sense of we're not trying to deploy vlans we're not trying to deploy verfs and and port configuration because nothing we do has anything to do with any of that we don't care what port you're coming in or leaving we don't care what VLAN you're on or what VRF or what the routing looks like. It's completely abstracted away from us. And that and the abstracted word is a dangerous word a lot of the time. But uh, with our solution, it's completely indifferent. Uh, you could have a, one good example. You, you could put everybody in a slash eight and we're going to work perfectly fine. Yeah. You could put everybody into their own individual VLAN and everybody gets a VRF. Uh, and you have a really big BG- BGP config there. Um, and that would work perfectly fine as well because of how we, we work with the control plane.
1: Topology independent. Yeah, so topology in, independent. Yeah,
0: Topo- yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's pretty key. impressive. That's key
1: because now it makes us a universal solution for any industry, any customer, without any friction. They don't have to go in and redesign their network, add new VLANs, re-IP, none of that. We'll just layer right on top.
0: OK, so let's talk some practicality so my so my listeners can understand, because we're going to get really geeky here. We already started getting geeky slash eight. Slash. <laughs> come on, damn! you're you're a CNA. I, I could tell you're a network engineer, a certified network. En- you know, I know what that means only because I had it beat over my head by one of our uh, internal uh, network engineers. But practically speaking, what you guys are saying is I can say I've got a certain device by identity, and I can pin it to only talk to other. Or users
1: devices. or applications, and you can do that. Devices, users, your or applications. Yeah, or it's, it's, applications. It's, it's, I look at this like a yeah. Oh, I, I look at this like a too. triangle. It's just like trifecta, right? So users, devices, applications, and then within that triangle, you have all these lines of things talking to each other. There, we can secure every single channel between user device and application with granularity within that triangle. That's the visualization. All
0: right. So effectively what you could do, and you're doing this at the network control layer at the edge, right? So that traffic won't even, it won't even get
1: there. Exactly. The moment correct? the traffic hits that first edge switch, that ingress point, it's being secured. It doesn't have to go anywhere else. It's the most efficient way to apply security right at the edge. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it really sounds to me a lot like the original controls they put in Unix um, when Unix was running on just one machine, right? Where, hey, I've got identity. I'm only allowed access to certain programs, certain data, and, and certain directories, right? And a lot of times, maybe even certain amount of processing power. I had quotas and I'll say, but you guys have done this at the network, which says that when I come in my identity, I come in as Darren, you guys could really pin me to Darren gets to run three applications on these three machines, and that's it. Yeah, Darren, do you know why we have
1: to do it at the network layer and not at the application layer is because not all these, okay, first of all, we have users that might be on Macs and laptops and things like that. You can put a user agent, but what about all the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of devices in your network that you can't put an agent on, that you can't modify. They have embedded operating systems, cameras, badge readers,
0: people. Oh, especially OT, the OT yeah, side. Yeah, it is can't happen at this. the device
1: itself. It's gotta be yeah. right where it comes into the network.
0: I, I love your guys' approach, because what you did was you destroyed, what? Four layers of the network <laughs> stack. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, wait. you did, you did. Yeah, you—you you said I. You, what you're saying is they're still important, but I'm going to secure it not at the top of the stack. I'm yeah, gonna there, secure it down low. And um, yeah, and you, you guys—you're yeah, doing it at level two. There, right? There's still an, a use and a,
1: a. There's still a requirement for firewalls at the layer three boundary or at the edge of the network. That's that's always going to be there. But, well, but there's yeah, a better way, yeah. a more efficient way to do it at the edge of the network for that lateral east-west within VLANs or across VLANs or across BRFs, and we can also do the uh, the north-south piece of it. But yeah, it's it's we have really made some these legacy mechanisms to be really mm. deprecated at this point.
0: Let's dig into OT, all right, because I want to because this is this is a big, huge thing I'm, I'm dealing with right now with a lot of my customers. I am very worried about OT security because OT security has an impact on functional safety and, yeah. and safety of the real world. So I know, Dan, this is a sweet spot for you, too. So help me understand how I can leverage your guys's approach. And your guys's um, solution stack in an OT network because there's a lot of caution, or caution around okay. OT. So how does this help me even more in the OT yeah? Side? So
2: the the ten second, the the classic thing you hear kind of almost every time people talk about IT versus OT is that the the, the fundamental difference of what we're trying to accomplish. If I'm thinking IT, I'm thinking security, I'm thinking integrity, confidentiality. I'm, I'm thinking I want to protect what I have. Availability is there too. And we've kind of solved that in different ways, but the focus.
0: Yeah, yeah, we just exactly. spin up yeah, a just, new instance. If if we're intruded on, we quarantine, yeah. spin up a new. Yeah, instance it's very easy to rinse and
2: replace. It's mm-hmm. very easy to just blow things away like it's not a big deal. With OT, the, the the equations flipped where the 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 cornerstone of OT is safety. Now we need availability, we need integrity, we need our our, our things to continue to function. But it's sa- it's safety, not just for people, but safety for the process because the process could represent critical infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And so it's a completely different mindset. So, yeah. and a, a good comparison is something in IT might exist for six months or a year, something in OT might exist for twenty years. In the sense of a, a process control
0: network. Yeah, yep, yeah. I have run into that where I have I have a fifty year old um, controller controlling yeah. I don't
2: airport. I don't doubt it, and and they're not going to yeah, replace it, and they're probably doing kind of a, a fail till maintenance thinking in the sense of. Uh, that, then that's a very no. common OT thing in the sense of, hey, I'm just going to, and it's a very valid design where you've got people like, hey, every 10 years, I'll maintain it or something like that, or I'll patch it every couple of years. And then you've got other ones that go even to the extreme. I will not touch that environment until something bad happens. Uh, so it's just, it's, com- it's completely off, you know hands off until some type of failure event. And that's on purpose often enough, uh, as opposed to not. And so the intention there is just totally different end outcomes they're looking for. And so on the OT side, the idea would be essentially to make sure that that safety, which equates to restricting connectivity, restricting what who can touch what through users we talked a second ago, and something as simple as to bring back the VLAN example, just because you're in the VLAN doesn't mean a, an RTU and uh, you know another RTU or a sensor or uh, some HMI or a DCS that might be one switch over, doesn't mean they have to talk to each other. They should there may be no valid business case for them to be talking. And the the crux of the legacy design is that, well, I put them on the same VLAN. There's no way for me to stop that unless I go really far into the toolbox and start doing vacals or some goofy stuff like that, uh, which is just. Exactly. But then it becomes it's rigid, rigid and hard to manage. Who the heck understands how it's configured?
0: Right. So so with this, um, we, we talked a little bit about also um, my my concern is identity. You, you showed me that I can actually group things together or put attributes sure. on assets and set up policies based off of um, those attributes yep. as well or those groups. So what that means, instead of saying I have to go through every single device and say these devices can talk to um, this um, controller, this aggregation switch, whatever the case may be, or aggregation data point, um, I can say, hey, all these devices are sensors. They can all talk to this aggregation um, data that's aggregating all data sensor, but no one else can talk to it. So instead of having to go um, item by item and say, I this can talk to only this, I can group things together and have policies we, we, based on that. We think
2: it. people are going to do that more often than not, in the mm-hmm. sense, the idea of wa- us walking into a refinery or into manufacturing or into some type of transit authority or something like that and say, hey, let's go down to the bone and let's make everything very exact, that's just that's not real world. And so we've designed our solution to be incredibly crawl right? meaning that, hey, I just want to group all my processes and they can only communicate north-south, no more east-west. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as that. Or, hey, my line managers, they commun- they can communicate to the... The six or seven types of things that they should huge broad brush here and then my actual operators who actually you know ssh or terminal into devices and actually modify plc's live well they can hit the plc's they can hit the rtus but nobody else can something as simple as that where you might have two or three policies for an entire plan wow. but you just took your attack surface from sixty-five thousand potential attack at, at, you know yeah. ports for example down to two yeah. or three yeah. And so huge, 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 huge uh, vastly quickly. Yeah.
0: So, so this, this really turns the OT network on its ear because right now what people do is they air yeah, gap their OT networks as
2: they go down. The deck. Yep.
0: Yep. As they go down and then they say, that's how I'm protecting it. So they don't even use VLANs. Yep. They use LANs, <laughs> and they say, uh, you know, no traffic can leave yeah. this little thing. But with this stuff, you can control the the east west traffic and the north south independent of each other and be very explicit and not worry about the topology of the network itself, which I think is is valuable uh, because how many times I've even seen this on on um, naval ships where, hey, a, a captain needs some information from one network to the other that are air-gapped, and guess what happens? They okay. put a jumper cable yeah. between the two switches. Yeah,
2: there goes security out the window. That's that and user, you yeah. can't trust them. Security yeah, out the window. So.
0: Right, and, and, then, and then the one sailor that did that, you know, gets sick or, you know, something happens where he's and no one knows that it's happened, and now you're running unsecure. With this, I have visibility, I have control, and I love the rapid time to value and intuitive effective approach.
1: <laughs> Thank you, yeah, we think so as well. What you guys just just described was the whole concept behind identity-based security. And, and so what that means to us at Elicity is about leveraging dynamically learned and updated attributes of all the assets in, in your network, and, and using that as policy match criteria, using those attributes that we dynamically learn and inventory as part of your policy match criteria. So, as, you, as Dan said, you can make super granular policies saying, I want all Siemens PLCs to do this or that, or have access to this or that, and I want all of these other types of community centers to do something else and have access to something else based off of. The, the, the model name, the, the vendor, the, the, the device behavior, whatever it might be, but not based off these rigid constructs like IP addresses and VLANs that don't tell us anything and are only valid for, like, an, an assigned at, for a point of time, right? Yeah. It, 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 it yeah. just means that this policy can dynamically update and change if the asset has also changed. So it allows us to bring continuous verification into this environment as well.
0: Oh, I see another great use case for this. This happens a lot in OT networks. I have a vendor that has to do an update on my on my device. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I let them into my network for a short period yep. of time. Yep. And guess what? They have access to my whole network.
2: Yeah, once you're in, you're in. It's, once you're uh, in, you're in.
0: So with this, I can say, I'm giving it to you for 12 hours. Exactly. Access to this device. And that's it. That's all you get access to. Yeah. Well,
2: you I, can even... Further state. I'm giving you two for 12 hours. Here's the port combination you can communicate on. Here's the three that's things it. you're allowed to touch. And at the end of the 12 hours, the, the, the contractor example is just there's so many numerous examples there. Mm-hmm. But to put it simply is that they walk into the door and they have t- whatever, you know, depending on where you throw them, which you often have to throw them close to the bottom, uh, because that's where their, their stuff is sitting, they could have access to, you know, 1000 things. When they might only need access to two, and so it, it's just a, a different game when you can restrict them to those two things and to three ports, and say, you know, here's the here's the two touch points you can have, and nothing more.
0: All right. So, if my listeners want to find out more, they just go to licity.com. Is that where they start? Yep. Reach out to you guys. How do, how do we get? them and, uh, you know, information. Yeah, we
1: have a ton of resources on our website, alissy.com. And if you click at the top, there's a resources button. We have videos and white papers and I'm on the technical marketing side. So you can go and read all my documents and really understand how the solution works and how it would be applied uh, in your network. And, and you'll see how quickly you could get this up and running and seeing that value within a week.
0: Uh, that's pretty cool. And Dan, I know we're going to have more conversation about the OT side. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm totally, I'm working on something uh, right now called hardened OT managed security, of which I've already put you guys in the architecture <laughs> uh, for my identity based security um, at the network side. So, cool. um, I I love your guys' approach. I think it's pretty clever and simple. Which which to me, those are those are the best solutions. Absolutely, definitely. Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.org. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.